Hey everyone, thanks for listening to episode 11 of the Wolfman J Show. As always, this podcast is being recorded using the Anchor app, which you can get for free from the App Store. And you can use Anchor to discover new podcasts as well as recording your very own podcast. And best part is, you can get it distributed to some of the most popular podcast sites out there, such as Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and yes, even Apple Podcasts. And Anchor will even match you up with sponsors that fit your podcast so you can start getting paid to make your podcast. So be sure to download the Anchor app today and step into the podcast world. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the last episode of the Wolfman J Show for 2019. That's right, we're coming to the end of the year. can't believe it. It feels like it just snuck up on me. And uh, today, this specific date, which is actually the 28th of December when I'm recording this, is very, very special to me, very dear to me. And I'm going to explain it to you guys a little bit later because it's actually going to tie in with something that I want to talk about a little bit later on in the show. But yes, it's a very important day. I'm super stoked about it. Um, but yeah, so how was your guys' holiday, your Christmas, whatever? Um, did you get what you wanted? Uh, did you see family? Did you hang out with friends? Or did you just stay in? Um, I did some traveling a little bit. I went and visited my parents. Um, then I had some family that does live in town. I went and visited them, had Christmas with them. And it was nice. It was really nice. Um, I did get something very awesome for Christmas. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but one of the other things I got was a Green Bay Packers blanket, which I love the Green Bay Packers, so that was awesome. Uh, New Year's. New Year's is coming up. It'll be uh, Tuesday. It's New Year's Eve. That's when we do all our celebrating, end of 2019, heading to 2020. That's crazy if you think about it. Like, you know, someone like me, I was born in the 1980s. So as I'm going in, you know, I'll kind of I'm picturing what it was like when someone born in the 1880s as they went into the 1920s, uh, which I guess in a way that's kind of how we are. And, you know, it's, it's weird being born in this generation because, you know, we're not quite, you know, old school enough to where we don't understand technology and we're kind of not new school enough to where technology is our everything. So it's kind of kind of crazy that we get to see the best of both worlds we saw when the internet came well you know we got to witness cassettes move into cds and cds move into mp3s and everything convert right back to vinyl which everyone says vinyl is way better i don't know uh you know we got to see netflix come out we got to see i remember actually when netflix was just um, DVDs, you could order DVDs through the mail and keep them as long as you want and then send them back. And now it's a whole streaming thing. Um, so that's pretty crazy. I remember going to like Blockbuster. Like, these are things I remember, you know, growing up. But, you know, we're coming to the end of a decade. It's not just the end of a year this time. It's the end of a decade. We're heading into 2020. I guess the second round of the Roaring Twenties. You know, it'd be cool if we could bring back like that whole gentleman style, you know, where we dress proper and we're not just wearing clothes that are way too big or way too small in some cases. Uh, but what's your guys' opinion on that? What do you think 
2020 and beyond is going to bring. Let me know, wolfmanj139 at gmail.com. Also, what are your plans for this upcoming New Year's? Uh, myself, I'm I'm probably just going to stay in. Um, I'm not a big party person, honestly. Um, if I have to go, I'll go. But, you know, I'm not one that's like, oh, we got to find a party, we got to find a party. You know, I can sit here, I can stay with the family and watch the ball drop have a little bit of drinks here and there but other than that you know it's nothing too big that I'm looking to do uh, you know the holiday season kind of drains you you know not just you know buying gifts for people but you know just the whole chaoticness that comes with the holidays you know hustle and bustle and hoping you got everything that you know so and so wanted but um you know, this year it felt really good and it felt nice. Um, I'm also going to go through a little bit later on, um, kind of recap my year, which is actually going to include me starting the Wolfman J show all the way back in October. Um, can't believe I actually got the balls to do it, but, uh, you know, I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I feel like I did a really good job. I got a good I got good things to talk about, um, and my big topic of the day is a really big one, and I'm really happy that I'm going to get to talk about it, um, because it's really important to me, and it's really dear to me, and special to me. But now, as always, let's start this podcast off the right way, let's educate our minds, let's get into our interesting fact. So the interesting fact for the week involves the alphabet and the United States. That interesting fact is there is only one letter that does not appear in any U.S. state name. Do you guys know what letter that is? Because it's not Z, it's not J, and it's not X. But the letter Q, Q does not appear in any U.S. state. So there you have it. I find it interesting that we have 50 states and we can't use all 26 letters of the alphabet. So... One letter that does not appear in any U.S. state name is the letter Q. I found that very, very interesting. All right. I did manage to get some time to myself to watch a movie. That movie is streaming on Netflix right now. It is called The Irishman, starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa, directed by Martin Scorsese. It is an amazing movie, especially if you're, like me, a fan of mobster movies. And you have De Niro, Pesci, and Pacino in there. Like, it is awesome. So it is revolving around a book that's out there called I Heard You Paint Houses. So it's about Frank the Irishman. He was, I guess you could say he was a mobster in a way. He was connected to um, the mob. And, you know, he eventually got involved with Jimmy Hoffa. And, I mean, the movie's done great. It has everything you'd expect from a mobster movie. Um, and it's kind of kind of awesome that they did a movie that talks about real-life things. Things that really, really happened. Like, you know, they mentioned uh, Kennedy and the assassination on Kennedy. They mentioned Jimmy Hoffa and Jimmy Hoffa going away. Um, you know, it's done really, really well. Um, I think this movie would have done great in theaters, honestly. That's how good it is. Well, you got 
De Niro, Pesci, and Pacino in there. So, there. Um, Pacino plays a great Jimmy Hoffa. Um, if you don't know who Jimmy Hoffa is, so back in the day he was the leader of the Teamsters, and he didn't want to play right, and he went away. So, according to Frank, the Irishman, who's played by Robert De Niro, he's actually the trigger man behind Jimmy Hoffa. Um, there's people who don't believe that that's what could have happened, but, you know, it's a real, it's a real good movie to check out, um, you know, especially when they start talking about Kennedy and reasoning behind the assassination, who did it, everything like that, you know, that, that's really good. So as I'm watching this, I start thinking to myself, I'm like, what other great mobster movies are there out there? There's plenty of them, trust me, you got The Godfather, which is like, the creme de la creme of mobster movies. You you talk mobster movies. You gotta have the Godfather in there. Um, and then I get to Scarface. Now, to a point, I guess it does fall under mobster movies. Um, you know, with uh, Tony Montana running the um, the cocaine empire. But I, I would think it's more cartelly and more drug lordy. But if you really think about it, cartels and drug lords, all that, they're just modern day mobsters. So I guess that that could fit in. But that's still a great movie. I mean, you can't go wrong watching Scarface. You know, another good one, A Bronx Tale. Um, you know, everyone knows that The Bronx Tale is a great movie. And one of my absolute favorite mobster movies. And I will fight you tooth and nail about this being one of my favorites. Is Goodfellas. And I'm sure if you talk mobster movies, you're talking Goodfellas. And I love that. And to see Pesci, De Niro, and Pacino all together doing that. Doing, you know, a mobster movie. Reminds me of another one of my favorites. It was done 22 years ago, actually. It's Casino. That's the last time... The three of them all worked together, along with Martin Scorsese, who directed The Irishman. Um, that's the last time they all worked together on a actual mobster-type movie. So you can actually check it out on Netflix now, The Irishman, as well as a kind of like behind-the-scenes making of called The Irishman uh, Conversations, I believe it is. That's also on Netflix. Um... So I highly recommend if you're in the mobster movies, check it out. It is a bit of a long movie. It's about a three-hour movie. Um, it don't feel like it. You want more and more and more. And I love when a movie gives that to you. Um, you know, um, I, I don't like it when you're like, oh my god, it's still going, it's still going. I like a movie where you're like, what, what happens next? What happens next? I like being on the edges of my seat and kind of, even though they wrap it up. I kind of want more. I guess that's me being greedy as a fan. So what are your guys' favorite uh, mobster movies? Or do you even like mobster movies? Uh, let me know. WolfmanJ139 at gmail.com So now I want to get into some music news I got. Um, it's involving the New Jersey deathcore band Lorna Shore. So if you are a fan of Lorna Shore, you may have heard this. Um, or you may not have. I don't know. Um, 
So Lorna Shore has abruptly parted ways with vocalist C.J. McCreary, who replaced their former vocalist Tom Barber in 2018 when he left to join Chelsea Grin. Now, they just said that effective immediately, C.J. McCreary is no longer a member of Lorna Shore or even associated with them. Now, speculation has it that it has to do with allegations of abuse for women, um, sleeping with underage girls, uh, racism, uh, all sorts of kind of fucked up shit that he did, supposedly. Um, there, there are girls that are coming forward saying that he did do this shit, and, you know, I like Lorna Shore, and the band that CJ was with prior to them, which was Signs of the Swarm, um, so this is kind of like disheartening and kind of like why would you even put yourself in those types of situations? Like I don't get how people put themselves in their situation. Now Lorna Shore were due to release a new album on January 31st, which would have been their first for Century Media Records. So we'll kind of have to play it by ear, see what uh, Century Media wants to do, uh, see if Lorna Shore even wants to continue. Are they going to find someone else? Um, if you guys are listening, Lorna Short, I'm willing to do it, but, um, you know, it's kind of fucked up, uh, that, uh, all this shit's starting to come out, and, you know, they just abruptly, they just flat out just said CJ McCreary is no longer the vocalist of Lorna Shore. That's it. They haven't gotten into it, so the actual reasons of it aren't quite clear, although it's safe to assume that these allegations that are coming out against CJ probably have something to do with it. Um, you know, kind of messed up because Tom Barber is a great vocalist. And CJ is actually a really good vocalist, but, you know, it's kind of hard to look past him doing all this fucked up shit. I mean, you can see some of the articles out there on it, and they get into some graphic details, which I don't want to get into because I just don't because it's kind of fucked up what he did. Uh, so I'm like, so CJ's gone, and we're going to see what happens with Lorna Shore here to come. But so far, they haven't said anything about the album. So January 31st on Century Media Records, Lorna Shore will have a new record coming out, hopefully. We'll see what the future has as things start progressing. So I'm going to get into uh, a review of a book that I got for Christmas and how I feel about that. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about Strike Force Energy. Now, I know a lot of people this day and age, especially younger people, and even older people especially, we get tired. And, you know, because we're not sleeping, or we're working too many hours, whatever. So we go and we reach for a Red Bull, or a Monster, whatever. And we drink these sugary energy drinks from a can. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. You can head over to StrikeForceEnergy.com and grab some Strikeforce Energy. Use promo code WolfmanJ and it'll save you 20%. Now, the best thing about Strike Force Energy is there's no sugar. It's not a syrup, so it's not going to get all sticky and sinky. And it's not a powder, so it's not going to just clump, clump together and go to the bottom of your water. You put this liquid into your water. You can mix it. You don't have to. And it gives you instant energy. It tastes great, and it lasts. Like It does its job. Like I actually feel focused when I take it, um, I don't feel tired, and I don't have that crash that a lot of energy drinks give you, 
and it's American made and the best part about this is it is veteran owned so not only is it American made but it's veteran owned it's a small business strikeforceenergy.com promo code WolfmanJ save you 20% on anything you order from Strikeforce Energy be it some of their energy concentrates some of their clothes um, their bottles whatever it is WolfmanJ will save you 20% on StrikeforceEnergy.com. Now, let's get back into the show. So now I'm going to talk about a book that my wife got me for Christmas called The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek by Rhett McLaughlin and Link Neal. Do those names sound familiar? They probably do because Rhett McLaughlin and Link Neal are Rhett and Link from the YouTube show Good Mythical Morning as well as the awesome podcast Ear Biscuits. Uh, I could say a lot of great things about their podcast, about their show, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. It is an amazing book, and you actually don't have to be a fan of Good Mythical Morning or Ear Biscuits to enjoy this book. So this book takes place in about around the 90s, like mid-90s, and I say like 92-ish. And um, it's in Bleak Creek, North Carolina. It centers around a school and the town folk. I don't want to get too in detail about it because I want you guys to read it. Um, now, I did go into the, to the book not listening to uh, Rhett and Link. And uh, I listened to their podcast where they went through a lot of the spoiler, spoilers of the book. Now, I'm not going to do that to you guys, because I want you guys to read this. But even with the spoilers, I still thoroughly enjoyed the book. I was shocked at the ending. I was shocked when it got super climatic. Like, it was written great. Like, I felt like I was in Bleak Creek, North Carolina. I was going through the school. I was going through the town. Um, there was one point, you know, things were getting a little, a little uh, chaotic, and... I actually legitimately felt my heart racing. So that comes down to um, great writing. You know, you know, Rhett and Link, they do a really good job on, you know, their show Good Mythical Morning and their podcast Ear Biscuits. So I'm really not too shocked that they did such a great job on the book. Uh, the book did come out in October. Um, you can get it at Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble's. Um, as well as mythical.com. So I would suggest go to mythical.com, pick up a copy of The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. Now they do have a DVD where they uh, kind of have a little documentary and talk about writing the book and where they got the inspiration for the book. I did try to look for that. Um, it was sold out on mythical.com. But um, it's, this is a great book. Um, it's a New York Times bestseller. Um, I don't know what more I can say other than go out there, grab a copy, read it. It is worth it. Um, I flew through. I did not want to put the book down, but you know, when you're an adult and you got adult things you got to do, you can't just sit and read. But um, you know, I like to read it before bed or anytime I had a little free time to myself. But yes, Rhett McLaughlin and Link Neal's. The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. Amazing book. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. Go out there. Buy you a copy. 
and enjoy this great um, book that they put together. Now, after reading the book, I want more. And I also could see this getting picked up by somebody and made into a movie. It would make a great movie, trust me. If you've read it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you did read it, what did you think of it? Let me know, wolfmanj139 at gmail.com or on the Facebook page at WolfmanJ Show. But definitely everyone, go out there and get the Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. Alright, so I did talk about earlier in the podcast, I was going to talk about a recap of my 2019, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm also going to add goals for 2020. Well, 2019 has been utterly, utterly, utterly chaotic for me. Um, I moved towns. Um, and the, the weird thing about it, I only moved towns. I didn't move states, but it feels like I moved states. Just because of how different it is from where I was and where I am. Um, I'm really excited about where I'm at now. I love it where I'm at. So that's a positive. Um, I got the balls to actually start this podcast. Um, it took me all the way till October to do it. But I'm happy I did it. Um, if nothing else, it gives me a chance to be creative and get things off my chest when I have them. Um, and it distracts me from... A lot of the other things that can get in my way during life. Um, so, you know, that's one good thing I, I love about the podcast. Um, you know, if nothing else comes of this, you know, it's out there. You know, you guys can listen to it. And it's something that I get to create and I get to do time and time again. Um, seeing my daughter turn one this year was pretty awesome. And, you know, just seeing her grow... Um, it really kind of brings back the whole closeness that you need to have. And, you know, never let go of the moment. You know, be in the moment. Don't just appear, but actually be there. Um, I feel like also this year, um, me and my wife actually strengthened our relationship. Um, because we put ourselves in a situation where it's really me and her. And... It, it's kind of weird being in that type of situation. It's scary, definitely. But it's also kind of liberating that I have someone in my corner I can rely on. She has someone in her corner she can rely on. Are things perfect? No. I mean, no one's perfect. But I like the fact that I have someone in my corner. And yeah, I may sound cheesy about it, but it feels great great knowing that I get to hang out with my best friend every day for the rest of my life and that's what I get with my wife like she is my best friend like there's certain things that only me and her know about like it'll be just one word things and we know what's going on and it's awesome I, I, I absolutely love it um you know I hope you guys out there find someone like I did. Um, I changed jobs this year. So, you know, I was working for a big company, and now I'm working for a smaller company. And the, just the transitioning from the big times back down to, you know, a lower company, it's kind of weird. 
Honestly, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm used to things being a certain way. I was at my old job for three years, and now, you know, starting at the bottom again. But that's also like pretty liberating in itself too, because it gives me an opportunity to step away. Because I was in a, a management type role, so I get to step away from doing all that and worry about me. I don't have to worry about a group of people or anything else. I can worry about me. And the the big thing about my old job is a lot of times when I came home, I brought my work with me. I don't do that. When I clock out, I'm done. I don't even worry about it. I'll tell my wife how my day was. She tells me how her day was. But other than that, I'm not going, well, I really hope that this gets fixed or that gets fixed. I don't care. It's not my problem. You know, I do what I can while I'm there. And that's that's really all, all it is. We can do when we have jobs, guys. You know, we really need to stop. You know, even if you are in a management position, we need to stop letting our jobs run our lives, guys. We just got to know when to turn it off and when we need to turn it on. So, you know, I guess that's something that I've learned. Um, Also, in 2019, I started going to therapy. Um, And actually, crazy thing about therapy... And I was a huge skeptic about therapy. Is it works? It helps to actually talk to someone that is outside of the situation, and you know they kind of get you. So that that's kind of how I, I was feeling when I did it. Um, and I'm glad I did it. You know, and I think going to therapy is what gave me the strength and courage to actually go through with actually starting this podcast. So, you know. That's a that's a big thing. So, for 2020, what do I want out of it? Well, I want to see what more I can do with the podcast and try to take it, you know, more like a real podcast, I guess you could say. I mean, it is a real podcast, but, you know, like one of those ones that more people are listening to. So, I guess find more listeners. Um, I, want to, I want to keep strengthening the bond that me and my wife have. Watching our daughter grow. Um, I want to just be in a place where not worried. I don't want to worry in 2020. Um, and if I'm being totally honest, I would like to bring back wearing suits. I think we should. I really do. Um, and yeah, just I just want to make 2020 a better year. And I want to do better in... A lot of different things, especially with family. I don't want to wait till the end of the year to see family. I want to try to make more time to be with family. And, um, you know, number one thing is I just want to keep strengthening the bond me and my wife have. And, you know, I think if you're in a relationship, that's what you need to do. I mean, even if you're 20 years in, you still can always work on strengthening the bond. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to making more episodes of the Wolfman J Show and all the different adventures me and my best friend get to have in this life. And, you know, that's pretty much how I see 2020 going is, you know, more episodes and more adventures. And the the best thing about my wife, before I move on to the big one, is... She's super supportive of me doing this podcast. She pushes me to do it. 
Um, if I say I'm taking time off, she'll be like, why? You know, <coughs> kind of like not letting me lose focus on I want to do this. Um, I also want to make shirts or something for um, the Wolfman J Show. If that's something you guys would be interested in, drop me an email, wolfmanj139 at gmail.com. So what are your guys' goals for 2020? Is it something like how everyone says, oh, I want to lose weight, go to the gym more? Or is there something you want to do with your career, education? Those are things I want to know too. Let me know, wolfmanj139 at gmail.com. All right. Earlier in the podcast, actually when I first started the podcast, I said that today, December 28th, is a very, very important day for me, and I'm super excited. So what has me so excited about this? This is actually my one-year mark of being nicotine-free. That's right. I decided last year, around this time, the 28th of December, that I'm done with nicotine. Now, I would say smoking, but nicotine is a better term for it because I went from smoking to vaping. Well, I went from smoking to dipping, dipping back to smoking, to vaping, and um, I decided to quit. Um, I, it was something I wanted to do, and I did it cold turkey. And a lot of people ask me how. Well... The only only explanation I can give them is willpower. And I, now you see how it ties in, right? Yeah, so I've, I've been one year nicotine-free based off of willpower. So I told myself, I don't want to do this. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to vape. I don't want to dip. I don't want none of that shit. I want to quit. It's not because I'm being told that I, I need to quit is because I just chose I wanted to. And I think that's where the willpower actually comes in. It's a, it's a lot different when someone tells you you have to quit something. You know, I think that's why a lot of people have trouble quitting alcohol or even drugs is because they're told, you got to quit, man. You got to quit. Well, in the mind of the addict, and yes, smoking and, you know, using nicotine, however you're getting it, you're addicted. You're an addict. Um, so the thing about the addict's mind is a lot of people work on, I'm not going to be told what to do. Or I don't like the way it makes me feel when I don't have it. So yeah, it fucking sucks when you're going through your withdrawals and you really are jonesing. But the end goal, you need to think about what your end goal is. So my end goal is I want to be able to spend more time with my kids. I want to be able to spend more time with my wife. And every vape, every puff, every dip, whatever it is I was doing, takes time away from that. And I'm not just talking about long term where, you know, you can get cancer and, you know, bada bing, bada boom, you're gone. But I'm talking about to go do the things. You got to go outside or go in another room. And then a lot of times you're embarrassed about it. And that's, that's the crazy thing. Is, you know, we still do these things, but a lot of times we're embarrassed about it. You know, you kind of want to hide, oh, I'm going to go out and have a cigarette real quick. Well, why you got to hide it? You can't be like, oh, hey guys, you know, I know we're having a great uh, party right now, but I, I'm going to head outside and have a smoke. Like, you kind of sneak off. 
and it's crazy. But then when it comes to alcohol, we're not as um, critical about it, you know. You have a drink. They're like, oh, yeah, it drinks. And, you know, so that's crazy. And so, you know, going back, I'm going on a tangent now. But going back to it, the, the mind is so powerful, guys. You know, the things that it, you know, makes us do. Like, when you sit there and think about how, like, depression works. And how it gets you down. And it gets you down fast. Well, that's the same way with, you know... Being addicted to something and getting rid of it is your mind can get you to do it, but you have to want it. You can't just say, "Oh, I need to do it for my kid or for my relationship," because you're not thinking about it that way. You're thinking about it as, "I need to quit because it's going to benefit my kid or it's going to benefit my relationship." So you may subconsciously be sitting there being like, I'm being forced to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Excuse me. So that's the first thing. So if you're going to quit smoking, drinking, whatever you're going to do, if you're going to quit, you need to make sure that you are 100% committed to quitting because it fucking sucks when you start withdrawing. But now I feel great. And I'm not... In a, in, a, in a mindset where I can't be around the stuff, you know, I can't be around people smoking, I can't be around people vaping, I can't be around people dipping, chewing, whatever you want to call it. I don't mind it. I really don't. Um, people ask me after I tell them that I, I'm a year clean, they ask me, oh, do you mind? I'm like, I don't care. That's you. It's not me. And... Ironically, I don't get the, the Jones and feeling that I, I need to smoke when someone's smoking. I'm like, okay, you're smoking. Let's just continue this conversation because we're hanging out because I want to have this conversation. So let's continue our conversation. I don't care what you're doing. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when you're treating it as a way, does this bother you? Well, then clearly it's bothering you in a way you might want to think about. Join the club. It's not that bad of a club, honestly. It saves you a lot of money. I'll tell you that much. But I'm not sitting here condoning people that smoke. You know, you smoke, that's your business. Um, I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just, I'm just happy that I can share with you guys that I'm clean for, I'm clean from nicotine for a year. And honestly, I don't even drink that much either. So that's even crazier. I used to be a heavy drinker. And that, I just accidentally stopped drinking. You know, I didn't go out and go, oh, I'm going to stop drinking. I just kind of accidentally stopped. Again, that came with willpower. I wanted to, apparently. I didn't know I wanted to, but I guess I did. Because, I mean, yeah, my wife appreciates that I don't smoke anymore and that I don't drink as much anymore. And, you know... All, all that stuff. And she supports me in doing it. But she didn't tell me to do it at all. You know, she just saw me grow. And and that's a, a lot of things. A lot of this is as you grow as a person, these vices that we have, you know, drinking, smoking, whatever, they kind of go away because you don't want them in your life anymore. Now, when you're 25 years in and, you know, whatever... That's a little bit harder. A lot of times that's coming down to you're being told you got to quit. 
But, you know, if you can't do it cold turkey, I'm sure there's plenty of, there, there is plenty of, of ways to quit. And if worse comes to worse, you can always check into rehab. You know? Those are things you can do if, if, if it's something that you want to do. I'm not telling you to do it. But if it's something you want to do, do it. I'm proud of it. A year off of nicotine is awesome, and my quality of life has improved drastically. First off, when it gets cold as fuck out, I don't got to freeze my balls off because I can stay inside where it's warm. That's number one. But um, I do see the long-term health benefits, and I'm happy with the way things are going right now. So that about wraps it up for this week episode of the Wolfman J Show, and dare I say, last episode of 2019, um, you know, thank you guys as always for hanging out with me, and let's make 2020 the best year for our lives that we've ever had, and let's make it a great year for the Wolfman J Show, thank you guys so much. Hey everyone, thanks for hanging out with me for episode 11 and the last episode of 2019 for the Wolfman J Show. So make sure to like my page on Facebook. If you have any questions or topic ideas, hit me up at wolfmanj139 at gmail.com. Also get you some kick-ass Strikeforce Energy drink and kick the can, strikeforceenergy.com. Coupon code WOLFMANJ to save 20%. Go pick up a copy of The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek by Rhett McLaughlin and Link Neal. Check out The Irishman on Netflix. You won't be disappointed by any of them. And as always, keep your head up and push the negativity out. I'll see you guys in 2020. Thanks.